Hey guys and welcome back to another episode of the Football Convention and a special episode where we preview the Premier League and uh, joining me today are uh, Srinidhi and George Srinidhi how are you doing I'm doing all right mate Yeah great great and joining us we have George how are you today George Yeah all good you boys good Yep brilliant So let's kick things off then without wasting any time so well we'll talk about the top 9 clubs in this as well as the relegation dog fight which is very very close as much as six clubs uh facing relegation uh, you know those three spots uh so let's kick things off with you then george liverpool i mean can you say anything about them 25 points clear at the top having not won the premier league for so many years and they're, they're so determined uh, this year and uh, i'm fairly certain they're going to win it so what do you think george I mean, I hate to compliment them, but um, yeah, they've been absolutely incredible. Hopefully, I mean, it's a great, it's a great time for them. They've, they've earned it completely. It's a fantastic team, it's a world-class team, and um, yeah, they need two wins. So, whether they get it in the first two games doesn't really matter because it, it's going to happen eventually, and it's just a matter of how many points are going to the total in the end. Yeah, brilliantly said. So then, let's move on to you, Shrinidhi. I know you're a Man United fan, and it probably hurts you inside seeing uh, Liverpool and City at the yeah. top. But Liverpool have been miles above everyone else, haven't they? Yeah, you're you're right. There. As much as it pains me to say say that, or uh, as a United fan, they're taking no credit away from them. They've they've been one of the best Premier League sides, you know, and then thoroughly deserve to win this league. I'm trying really hard not to be salty or bitter, but then it's facts. You know, they've been one of the best Premier League sides, if not the best ever. So being 25 points clear ahead after 30 game weeks isn't, you know, an easy man's task. So fair play to them; they totally deserve it. Yeah, brilliantly said, brilliantly said. So then let's move on to second place, and uh, this time I'll kick things off with you again, George. Uh, so Man City last season, of course, then the season before they they won it two times in a row, and uh, last season, of course, much much closer than the season before. But uh, this season they've not even been close to Liverpool. I mean, Liverpool have lost just one game so far, and Manchester City have lost seven, which is I think more than they already did this uh, last season. So uh, where do you think they went wrong, George? And uh, do you how do you think Pep Guardiola is going to feel? Uh, you know, not having won. the domestic title for only the second time in his managerial career. Yeah, I mean it all comes down to that defense really. It's Laporte. Laporte is so key to their team. He's almost like Van Dijk. He's he's that he's that important to them and um they don't really have great center backs. We've seen that because this year we've had to see Fernandinho play there. He's, he's just not a center back. He's a top player but he's not a center back. So not having Laporte has been such a big deal. Um and obviously Sane being out as well. You've lost that extra dynamic in the attack and obviously other players have underperformed but I mean they they've got a fully fit squad now and I can see them going back to top top form now and seeing them run through the the last few games of the season and just sort of not steamroll people but I mean with with everyone fully fit again I can see him really being back to top form yeah yeah uh, of course yeah. as you mentioned Laporte and Sané have been a huge miss for them this season and uh, very important players Sridhi what is your take on your uh, neighboring you know rivals if you will yeah i think george hit the nail on the head right there because you know i don't even think city have been that bad this season liverpool have just been that much better 
uh, obviously city are expected to challenge for the title every season and not even challenging for one season is considered a failure for them considering their spendings and their revenue so uh, city haven't been that bad they they've been second i think uh, the way you way others are making it look like as if they've had a really poor season i mean don't get me wrong they still you know expect greater success but then they haven't had a bad season per se they're still in the champions league and i think they they're like one of the favorites to to win that hmm should be interesting well then moving on to third place and probably a surprise package has been leicester city i mean uh, everyone expected them to do well uh, not uh, yeah. denying that but uh, being so high and especially being five points clear uh, of chelsea and uh, do you think that they've sealed the top four spot uh, george so hard to say seal because they've got some really tough fixtures left they got everton away arsenal away spurs away as well and they got united and sheffield sheffield united at home as well so there's tough games to play yet, you know and if they with chelsea and united with fully fit squads and looking like they could be in really good form at the end of the season it's really important for them to to do well in them big games because five points isn't a lot when you think about those five tough games i just mentioned um if they lose all five of them you know they could be in real trouble of if not of you know ruining the the season that they've had so far which has been really really good and um it's a big push now it's probably the most important part of their season now mm-hmm. yeah good point dude let's move on to you do you think Leicester will top four or might probably miss out because chelsea and manchester united with fully fit squads uh, could really pose a threat um it's really hard to say you know, because they're like around nine game weeks left and then we we can't forget that Leicester did hit a really tough patch of form just before the coronavirus pandemic hit us so and then as george mentioned they do really have a tough set of fixtures ahead of them so we can't really say whether they will or they they might not miss out on top 4 so we'll we just have to wait and watch on that one i guess hmm interesting interesting point about the fixtures as well mentioned by george and yeah you're right they've got uh, uh, everton arsenal and spurs away and sheffield united and manchester united at home so it could be a tricky run of form for them Well moving on to uh, yep. Chelsea then uh, I think even they've exceeded expectations if you will because I I hadn't thought that we'd finish in the top 4 this season honestly uh, but sitting there 3 points clear of Manchester United and two uh, as you Sheffield United do uh, beat Aston Villa later today uh, what are your thoughts on that George I mean as Chelsea fans of course we're delighted that we're sitting there but uh, do you think we could finish in the top 4 especially with uh, Loftus-Cheek and uh, Pulisic coming back to full fitness Oh yeah, man! You'd, you'd like to hope. I mean, if anything, if you can take anything from the friendly games, you know, everyone's in. Everyone seems to be in good nick, and um, especially what Loftus Cheek went back and gives that extra dimension. Whether that's going to be the the factor that gets us top four um, remains to be seen. But I mean, our games aren't, you know, a cakewalk either. You know, we've got some tough games in there with Liverpool away, City at home. But then we only really have those two as <clears throat> as top top teams. You know, so Sheffield United away isn't. too scary obviously they're a good team well organized but you feel we can go there and get the win and, and wolves at home as well so other than that you know it's quite a, a decent run in so if we can just you know do well in those two big games and try to avoid defeat against liverpool and and you know try and do see at home we could definitely be right up there with leicester if not i i feel like we should go and try and take leicester over because i feel like the the well within reach Yeah, yeah. So then, Chinidi, how does it feel? You know, looking at the table and seeing Chelsea just three points behind. Sorry, three points ahead. Yeah, yeah, three points ahead. As you said, you know, Chelsea really did surprise me. You know, because I thought they'd be loitering around the Europa League spots or like basically what 
what kind of a season Arsenal have had up till now. But then they did really surprise me. I think Frank Lampard's really got his tactics right and his team management skills right. So, uh, as George said, they really do have a challenging, I would say, set of fixtures ahead with City and Liverpool. Uh, and then they also have Wolves towards the latter end of the season, which is not never easy as well because they're not to forget that they're just five points behind you. So, yeah, it, it'll be really interesting to see and, yeah, to find out which side would make the top four. Yeah, yeah, excellent. So then let's move on to fifth position then, which is Manchester United. At this time, I'll start things off with you, uh, Shinidi, if that's all right. Uh, mm-hmm. So United yeah, didn't sure. start off uh, excellently. I think they were in the lower half and uh, of the table, but then later on, uh, they've kind of picked form and especially the signing of Bruno Fernandes has seemed to have helped United and now they're just three points off the top four spots. So do you reckon you can get it? Yeah, I certainly hope so because, you know, with the addings of Bruno Fernandes over the January transfer window, you know, things have been looking rather sunny at Manchester these these times. So, uh, I don't know, Bruno and Pogba have never really played together yet. So, I'm, I'm just hoping that things will click between them and then we'd at least, you know, if not Leicester, at least do one over Chelsea and make the top four spots and the Champions League next season. Yeah, yeah, brilliant point about Pogba there. I think he's going to have a huge impact. And uh, yeah, kicking things off with Spurs uh, away this weekend, actually. And we also have Leicester and Sheffield United at home as well. So what do you think, George? Do you yeah. think they can uh, finish in the top four this season? And at whose expense do you reckon? Yeah, i got to give them credit. I mean, they're going to be quite a force, I reckon, because Pogba coming back is, is huge to them. I'm a huge Pogba fan. He's, he's a world-class player. He is, you know, wherever he's had their best career at United or not, that's that's a debate in itself. But coming back with him and, and Bruno as well, there's gonna be so much, you know, attacking flair in this team and like a dangerous side. And obviously we've we we know that exactly because we've lost three times them this year. <laughs> which is hard to take. <laughs> um but they're they were very they were, on the day they're a very good team and if they can they can put together with the with the easy running they've got, I mean, I might be trying I'll be bold and think that I might call that Leicester could drop out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I certainly think so too. And then, uh, but the thing I'd like to add on is, I think our goal difference is pretty similar. I think this is just a difference of two goals. So I don't think, you know, uh, there's that much of a difference between quality between both of us. I think it's certainly going to be close towards the end of the season. Interesting, interesting point about the goal difference because Leicester have a massive goal difference of thirty, while Chelsea have twelve and Manchester yeah. United have just fourteen. So it we could be looking yeah. right down the wire. But if it does come down to it, then Leicester have a massive advantage. I think that nine they'll win in Southampton is really coming in handy now for them. <laughs> um, okay, let's move on to the sixth place teams then, and that is Wolverhampton Wanderers. George thoughts on them? They even they I think faltered at the beginning of the season, but they've hit back brilliantly and. Than the double over City and whatnot. Yeah, you got you got to give them credit. I think they're a top team. I don't know about you boys, but I really really like Wolves. I love watching them play. I think the, the Portuguese like foundation they got in the team it, it really shows because they're they're a real team and they're hard to beat. I mean, obviously we went there and turned them over five two. You know, no problem. <laughs> but <laughs> that was early on in the yeah. season. But you know, they're they're a very good team and their running's their running's not too bad either. They only got. Arsenal at home, Sheffield United away and Chelsea away is their big game. So it's only really Chelsea away that are the big games there. So, I mean, for them to have a, a, a run in as well, they've got an outside chance. And I mean, I'm a huge fan of Chiori. I just think he's an absolute beast. I think he's, there's no one like him. And, and Jimenez as well, the top, top player. So, I mean, 
don't discount them at all. I think they could buy all the way, to be honest. To the top four or to the top six? I could see even top four, to be honest, because only two points behind United. And I think United are breathing down our necks. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah, very yeah, cool. Yeah. What do you think, Shiri? Do you think they could finish the top four? Mm, I genuinely do think so, because if you're considering United as a you know, threat to your top four spot. I think you certainly have to consider Wolves as well because they're just two points off. Like one one draw and then one Wolves win and you you before you blink, you know, Wolves are ahead of us. So if you're considering United as a threat to your top four spot, it would be a mistake if you ignored Wolves. And as George said, you know, the, the players they have, you know, Adama running down the wings, Jota, Jimenez. Jota especially has surprised me this season. Quick, pacey wingers, Portuguese, the connection, as he said, like really exciting to watch Jao Moutinho as well and then a solid defense of Bori and then you know uh, all these players are really you know starting to develop as a team together and then a few additions in the summer and I, I really think they, they're going to cement their uh, status as a top side in the Premier League mm, interesting interesting so then let's move on to uh, the next position, which is seventh place Sheffield United. Now, they've definitely been a surprise candidate because I don't think many people even had them to get out of the relegation zone uh, at the beginning of the season. And, and I'm guilty of that, uh, personally. I, I thought that they would go straight back down because uh, you looked at the other sides, uh, you know, fighting that relegation spot and uh, they all strengthened a lot. And... Uh, you know, Sheffield United uh, went for bargain signings and recently they also acquired uh, Ber- uh, Sanderberg from uh, Ghent. And uh, so, yeah, I, th- I think they could really cause some problems. And interestingly, they have a game in hand. And uh, should they win that game in hand, they'd actually go above Manchester above United. United. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and just two points behind us. So and uh, what do you think, George? And Considering the game in hand is uh, Villa away, which which is not going to be an easy task, but do you think they could give uh, get that and uh, you know just finish it off with? Uh, you think that the congestion of fixtures could have an impact on them? Yeah, I mean they've they've got a great chance tonight to um to give a really good go at Aston Villa because the way they play Sheffield United, they'll be so tough to beat. And Aston Villa, if they can stop Grealish, then they don't really have much else to offer. So they get three points there; they're right in the race, but. You look at the fixtures and they're yeah they're <laughs> they've probably got the worst the worst set to be honest out out of the the top of the top teams because they got to face you know United away Leicester away and then Spurs Wolves and Chelsea at home so I mean they've got if they're gonna get top four they're gonna they're really gonna earn it and they're really gonna surprise a lot of people even more than they have done already. Yeah, brilliantly said. Top four, no top four, are are they overachieving? Will they fall down? Will they? You know, stay in the same position and fight for the Europa League spot. I wouldn't say overachieving because you know they have been a good side. You know, they just prove that grit and determination. You know, could take any football side forward, and it's not always about spending millions of millions of quid on players. So they have been a great example for newly promoted teams who can like easily look up to them because you know the other newly promoted teams did splash out a lot of cash on other players, but Sheffield did stick with their core. They believed in their squad and they believed in their manager, Chris Wilder. I think he's one of the most underrated managers in the Premier League. I think if not for Jurgen Klopp, uh, Chris Wilder surely does deserve to win the manager of the season. So, uh, But then they do have a you know a tough fixture, a tough set of fixtures ahead. So I think top four is a bit of a push for them, but then top six and then you know subsequently building upon this good season isn't a stretch by any means. 
Interesting, interesting point about Chris Wilder. I, I definitely agree with that. I think if Jurgen Klopp wasn't flying so high uh, as he is with Liverpool, I think he would seriously. I think he still deserves to win it uh, ahead of Jurgen Klopp. But anyway, that, that, that's a different topic altogether. So talking about managers, we then move on to the next place side, which is uh, uh, coached by a former Chelsea manager by the name of Jose Mourinho, and uh, mm-hmm. certainly rings a bell. Uh, so we're talking about Spurs here, of course. Uh, Big rivals. My United manager as well. Yeah, yeah, but you know, three Premier League titles, man. You, you can't uh, you can't argue with that. Yeah, fair enough. I'll give you that. Yeah. So then, uh, George, thoughts on Spurs this season? They're of course seven points behind uh, top four. Do you reckon they can get there, or do you think they'd have to settle for Europa League or or probably no European football at all? I think they've been a shambles this year. <laughs> I know we're Chelsea fans, but I know we're Chelsea fans, but. I actually think it's true. I think they've been so inconsistent and they haven't really deserved well anything really this so far this season. And Arsenal have been just as bad. Like it, they've also been much worse in my opinion. They're only one point ahead of um of Arsenal. So they're in they're in massive trouble for me. I mean, they've got a chance to recover it now if, if everyone's got a chance to recover this form now. But I mean, they've got some tough games as well and I just I just don't really see them having an identity as a team yet under Mourinho and I just don't see that they're gonna find that with the with the games left to come and, and elevate themselves to, you know, these higher positions. I mean, Europa League's probably the only target for the only realistic target for them in my eyes. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I have to agree with that. What are your thoughts on that, Sridivi? I mean, you were so quick to talk that he was a former United manager as well. And you no, know, of course the first uh-huh. uh, uh, game is between uh, Spurs and United. So how do you United. think that one's gonna go? Yeah. Uh, personally, I think it's going to be a draw, to be honest, because, you know, both sides haven't played a... I mean, to be honest, no side has really played against another side of such calibre so far, although they have played a few friendly games. So, I think it's going to be a draw, but then uh, Tottenham do have a reasonable, reasonably easy set of fixtures, so I think they should be good for the Europa League spots, but George is right, you know, they they've had a really terrible season so far and then they didn't even get the new manager bounce they'd expect under Jose. So, yeah, so I don't know what really what to say about them because, you know, uh, they're because I don't want to think it as well, you know, one win and one uh, loss from United and they're like, what, one point below us. So, I don't want to think it but then they've had a really terrible season. Mm, yeah, interesting, interesting. Let's move on then to the last side which we will be talking about in this top half of the table, which is Spurs' North London rivals, and that's Arsenal. I think both of you mentioned that even they've been terrible, but they're just one point behind Spurs, and I think they have a game in hand, you know, barring that it is City away, yeah. so it, it's as good as a loss. But, uh, <laughs> if yeah, they've both been having terrible seasons. So, what are your thoughts on that, George? You think... Uh, you think Arteta is the right man for the job to to lead them forward? I mean, he's definitely a very educated football man, and but jumping in straight in with Arsenal is a it's a, it's a big job, you know. And he he did really well when he came in because he just he somehow showed up the defense. I didn't realize how good defensively they were under Arteta when he came in. Obviously, everyone wants to see them going forward, but you know, he even made Mustafi look good, which is <laughs> <laughs> the hardest task in football, I think. Um, yeah, but he. He came in and he improved them, and obviously you got Kieran Tierney coming in the team now that I'm, I'm excited to see. Um, which means Saka can play further forward. Maybe he can get Bamiyang back down the middle and rather on the left. And I fully fit. I fully fit Arsenal could be, you know, it could be an awkward team to play. And um, yeah, obviously they're a long way behind though, and they got they got tough games as well. City away, Spurs away, Wolves away, Liverpool at home, Leicester at home. You know, I'd, 
they're tough games. I, I won't back them to beat most of them, so they're stuck in the, in the same boat as Spurs. And thought, you know, they're going to be Europa League at best. Mm. Yeah, interesting. You mentioned uh, that Arteta has covered and done a good job. He's actually done a brilliant job. I think they're unbeaten in 2020. And uh, yeah, Tierney coming into the side could be a huge boost for them. So let's see how that one pans out. Uh, but yeah, I, I think I don't think they're at the top four uh, running uh, no way. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, Shane? Do you, you think they can pull off a top four or uh, would they have no to chance. for another league, uh, another season with the Kazakhstan <clears throat> Farmers? Top four is a push for them, mate. I won't lie to you. But then I think George summed it up perfectly because he said he called them an awkward side and there's no other way to sum them up because, you know, just when you think they're done and they're going to, you know, just bottle a few more games, they, they surprise you. But then they're Arsenal at the end of the day and they I, I think out of the top 10 sides, they do have the toughest set of fixtures because they have City, Liverpool, Spurs, I guess, and then Wolves as well. So they do really have a lot of challenging fixtures so top four is a push for them top six also i guess is a push for them but then arteta has come in and done a fairly good job so it'll, it'll it's really intriguing to look at them and how they'll pan out next season mm, interesting so then now just before we move on to uh with the relegation battlers uh, let's get your top six predictions uh shall we boys unity this time why don't i start with you yeah um i think the first two spots are barely fairly certain because it's Liverpool and City, isn't it? I think Chelsea will sneak in third because I think Leicester have a lot of hard games ahead and then they'll eventually fall off. And I think they'll finish fourth, actually. Uh, I think United will get the Europa League spot uh, being placed fifth. I think Sheffield will get sixth. And then Wolves just barely missing out. Mm, interesting. I'm going to have to disagree with you there. I think the top four... Uh, you got it pretty right. Even the fifth spot, I, I think it's going to be really close between uh, Leicester, Chelsea and Man United. If, if you go right down to the wire, just as it did last season with uh, yeah. uh, Chelsea, Arsenal and Spurs. But I think sixth place is going to be Wolves. I think they're going to hold it. And as you said, as George mentioned, I think they have a decent run in. So it could be interesting. So George, top six predictions? Yeah, fair enough. yeah Liverpool, City, Chelsea, United, Leicester, Wolves for me. Ooh, so you think Leicester will miss out on top four spot? Yeah, I just think they've got lots of games and Chelsea United looking looking very strong. I wish I was as optimistic as he was about United. <laughs> I'm not sure where I'm getting the confidence from, but I mean, <laughs> you got to bag yourselves, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Well, then let's move on to the wrong end of the table and let's kick things off with the bottom side, Norwich. I think they've been really disappointing. Uh, personally, the way they steamrolled through Championship last season, I had them as a surprise team to look out for. But they've been absolutely woeful. And uh, I, I think uh, Daniel Fark is not... Uh, uh, he's, he's continued with his uh, style of attacking football, open, expansive football, and that's cost him dearly. I reckon I don't think they've been uh, good defensively. So what are your thoughts on that, George? And probably they're not going to stay up, are they? Nah, the 21 <laughs> points is a, it's a tough one. They're so far down there. Um, I mean, I, I, Norwich is, is, is individuals are very good. Mm. But as a team, they're a shambles. It's a, it's a strange one because they got Buendia, who's absolutely fantastic, Campwell, and both fullbacks are young and, and up and coming in English. So, if, when they do go down, they're going to get they're going to get nabbed, and you know these players are going to get bought very easily and very quickly. But um, yeah, they're down for me. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I have to agree with you. And I think uh, on the previous podcast, you did mention uh, a lot of these Norwich players. So yeah. Uh, 
let's move on to you then Srinidhi. Thoughts on Donovich down? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, uh, Norwich, uh, sorry to say, they're going to be in the championship next season, aren't they? So they just have to hope that the following season they can have a good season. And, you know, because it's really easy to get sucked into this, you know, black hole, if you'd like, you know, relegation after relegation, like what Sunderland faced. So they just have to hope for themselves that they, that doesn't happen to them and they can bounce back up as soon as possible. But then surviving, I know anything can happen in the Premier League, don't get me wrong, but I think it's a stretch they're going to be playing in the championship, I reckon. Mm. Yeah, interesting, interesting. Then uh, moving up to uh, 19th place is Aston Villa. Uh, so this time I'll start things off with you, Srinidhi. Uh, what do you reckon? I think they have a game in hand and a victory could take them as high yeah. as 16th because um, because they do have a game in hand tonight against Sheffield United. So uh, what do you think, Srinidhi? Grealish masterclass to keep Villa in the Premier League? <laughs> Yeah, I think so because you know they are a good side to watch. You know, I mean they don't they don't play this typical Burnley style of football. At least you know they they do play good attacking football sometimes. So I'd love to see them up in the Premier League again. And then you know uh, they do as you mentioned they do have a game in hand. So so I I still think there's a bleak chance of them surviving. You know, all depends on their skipper Jack Grealish, of course. But it really won't help them if he's, you know, loitering around in the areas during this lockdown time. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, George, what do you think? Do you think they're going to stay up? Do you think they're going to join Norwich in the championship next season right back where they came from? It's a tough one, yeah. They've got some very tough games and, the, you know, they're the relying on Jack Grealish, to be honest, because they haven't really got anything else going for them as a team. Um, I think they're down. Uh, it's just... It's just when they go, really, because <laughs> I mean, you got Liverpool away, Everton away, Arsenal, United, Wolves, Chelsea, and Sheffield United at home. I mean, that's terrible. It's not a good read. <laughs> that being said, United have been terrible against away teams, lower half especially. Yeah, yeah, but okay, so they're going down then. Yeah, send them packing. <laughs> Brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> okay, then let's move on to uh, a side which has become a Premier League regular of sorts and they finished very high the past couple of seasons. They finished what, ninth, I think, 11th and Eddie Howe's been doing a great job at Bournemouth. But uh, do you think the luck might finally run out and the 11,000-seater stadium goes back into the championship, George? They've <laughs> um, not been great this year like, at all. Like They've just been... Every game they do win, you're like you're looking at how they've won that because they were just it's scrappy. They weren't playing the the football that we we're used to from last year, and um, injuries play their part, obviously. And I just feel like this the, you've seen it so many times where clubs you know have these bad runs over the years, and people think, oh, they won't go down. You know, they've been the you know they won't go down. They're too good to go down. No one's too good to go down. You know, you're there because you haven't performed, and they've got some tough games in. And if they don't, if they don't find a way to shut up shop at the back, you know, they're going to be, they're going to be gone. And they've got three huge games at home with Palace, Newcastle and Southampton. If they don't get anything from them, they're gone. Mm, yeah. So then, Susie, what are your thoughts on Bournemouth? Do you think they can stay up do you, or do you think they're going to go down this season? Mm, I think Eddie Howe is a brilliant manager. So I think, you know, I mean, that's not the sole reason. I know they expected better things from Ryan Fraser and Callum Wilson, but they have they've been underperforming this season. But I, I still think they've got that, you know, 
uh, that spark in them to push them over the line into the safety zone. And I don't know one of Brighton or West Ham, you know, filling in for them. Mm, interesting point. You got up, Brian Fraser, because I think the latest reports coming out today say that he's not going to send the extension beyond uh, the 30th of June. So as of, thir- as of 1st July, he's a free agent. Uh, so I think that could impact them severely because I think Fraser's a decent player. I mean, uh, and uh, keeping him would have really helped Bournemouth. But anyway, then moving on to one more spot higher in 17th place, just loitering outside the relegation zone on one goal difference. Uh, because Bournemouth are at minus 18 and Watford are minus 17, so fine margins there. But considering the start they had to the season, they've bounced back excellently. Of course, the only team to beat Liverpool in the league so far. I think Nigel Pearson's done a great job. Uh, what do you think, George? Yeah, Nigel Pearson's a, he's came in and brought that new manager, that boost to get when a new manager comes in, and they, they flew off that for a while, but um, the break sort of killed the momentum. and They've got strengths and they just have to play to, you know, Dua Corre is a good player. Uh, Delafeu is incredibly tricky and underrated. And obviously, Saar is, you know, he's, he's got a lot of ability as well. So they can just stick to the guns. I mean, I feel like they're a much harder team to beat than, well, actually, I probably think they're the best team out of those those six teams in the bottom six, to be honest. Yeah. I, I, so yeah, they've, got ma- they've got massive games. They've got three games in a row with Burnley, Norwich and Newcastle at home before they go to West Ham away. So they got big games and I'm pretty sure Nigel Pearson will will treat them as cup finals. So I'll back them. Mm, I tend to agree uh, sixth uh, relegation scrap team. So what do you think, Trinity? Staying up? Yeah, I think so. They're definitely staying up. And not definitely, you can't, you can't ever say in the Premier League, but I think they will, you know, because, you know, Watford are that side, you know, you just look at the fixtures list and then you think, ah, easy three points. But then before you know it, you're toned down with Dini and there's a few scoring. So... Yeah, they're they're a good side. They do play good football under Nigel Pearson, and I think they're easily going to stay up. Yeah, yeah, interesting. And next up is West Ham, who are also on the same points and are just have a two goal cushion over Watford. You know, they're at minus fifteen, Watford at minus seventeen, Bournemouth of course at minus eighteen. So it couldn't be tighter for that spot, especially with Aston Villa having the game in hand. It really anyone could be going down. But Trinity, I think uh, when we spoke previously, I think you said that West Ham uh, are one of the teams which you think will go down. So uh, how do you think the rest of the season is going to pan out and you you don't have faith in David Moyes? I'm a United fan. I think that answer is pretty obvious. So, uh, no, I don't. It's scarred for life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, I, I was really surprised when they decided to reappoint him, you know, especially when, when they clocked that things didn't work out quite quite as they'd hoped for the first time around. So, I don't know what made them think that this time around he'd be Sir Alex Ferguson's reincarnate. I don't know what they what they were thinking in the boardroom over in West Ham. But then, yeah, you know, Andy, I don't know. They're like, you know, uh, a good team. I mean, not really a team which you, which would, you know, threaten top six or top eight teams. But then, you know, they're always good against these middle and uh, so-called uh, lesser teams. So, so you don't know what what West Ham. They're either really good or really pathetic. I I think there's no uh, in between for for a team like West Ham. So uh, it's really hard to say where they'll end up the season. Hmm, interesting. You should say that they don't uh, challenge top six sides because I had them as a pretty decent team this season. Because especially with the signing of Alaire, and uh, they already had the likes of um, of uh, Philippe Anderson. 
So I really thought that the pair could cause some problems, but they they haven't been able to do that. Manuel Pellegrini, I think he just lost the dressing room. But interesting to note that they do face Norwich and Villa for the end of the season. So it, those two games could be really, really decisive. What do you think, George? I mean, they've got some they've got some cup final level games coming up. I mean, they have. I think they have Newcastle, Burnley, Norwich, and Watford all in a row. Whoa! <laughs> so, yeah, that just screams four games you have to get something out of, and in, in and in doing so, you know, you're Norwich and Watford, you, you're you're damning two teams to a, uh, you know, down the league as well. So it's it's got that you know the real six pointer sort of vibe. So it's um, yeah, they got some huge games coming up. They're they're probably a team definitely too big to go down in terms of the stature of them, but. They have to go out and earn it, and some of the time, some of the football they played this year has been just abysmal, you know. And it's it just they're a team that half the time doesn't turn up, and now they got, like I said, they got those four games in a row, and if they don't turn up for that, then they're gone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We'll just take up one last spot, two points clear of the of the relegation zone, and um, not in a good form at the moment. I don't think they've won any of the last ten games in all competitions, so really, really bad run. I think they started the season decently. Uh, under Graham Potter, but uh, since then they've, they've just fallen off. And uh, uh, what do you think, George? Do you think that they can stay up, or do you think they're going to go down? Because I think they still have to face Arsenal, Leicester, and United consecutively now, and are yet to play City and Liverpool later. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I like Brighton. I thought I thought they were going to have a really good season. Um, the manager's really good. He's had a really, you know, building his career's been building up slowly over time, and I thought he was ready to to do well in the Premier League with Brighton and he thought he had a good foundations there but their games are, are crazy they've got huge games away Norwich away Newcastle at home and Burnley away as well as Arsenal United Liverpool City at home and Leicester away so you look at them and think if they could find themselves dragged you know right down there and perhaps even relegated so they, they're sitting pretty on 29 right now but they're in no way sitting pretty exactly exactly and the Willow win would Send them just one point behind uh, uh, Brighton, of course. So, yeah, in no way are they safe. And uh, interesting that you mentioned the fixtures. They're absolutely extremes. I don't think they've got any decent... They're either playing like absolutely top sides or sides in and around them. Uh, so it's, it's really up to them. So then I think that brings us to the end of this episode. But before we finish things off, we will get the relegation predictions as well. And this time, I'm going to kick things off with you, George. Which are the three teams that are going to go down? I know it's very hard to pick, and it's it's basically oh, it's basically in their own hands, isn't it? Because they've, they've got so many games amongst each other. Uh, I think it could be really interesting to see uh, which team comes out on top, and I think it's down to mentality and motivation. Uh, but what do you think, George? Which are the three teams? I think Norwich. Uh, we could include them as going down, but which are the other two teams? Do you think uh, that will join Norwich in the championship next season? Oh, that's tough. I'm going to throw Villa down there. Mm-hmm. I was very confident about them before for some reason. Um, and then I think it's between... Oh, God. Uh, well, I think Watford is safe. And I think the other three are, are right in there. They're all <laughs> they're all in equal chance of going down. Uh, if I had to stick my neck out, I'd probably go for... Uh, I think Bournemouth are gone. So the same three teams in yeah. the in the relegation zone at the moment. Yeah, I think so. With the games they've got, mm. even the games that were the must-win home games with Southampton, Palace, and Newcastle. Palace and Newcastle are two teams that are very compact, and and then Southampton play good football as well. So 
they're all yeah, as well as the tough games I've got. Yeah, I think Bournemouth. Mm, very interesting there. Uh, what do you think, Shini? Do you think the same three teams in the relegation zones will be going down? I think West Ham are going down instead of Aston Villa. I think Jack Grealish will somehow find a way to rest Aston Villa and make the, make, ensure that they'll be in the Premier League next season before he hops on a flight to Manchester, you know. So, I think uh, West Ham are down and then I think Brighton maybe instead of Bournemouth. Mm, very, very bold claim. I think I'm going to have to agree with Shinidi. I think uh, Aston Villa will probably just stay up. I have faith uh, in Jack Grealish and uh, John McGinn has gone absolutely under the radar. For me, he's been one of the best midfielders in the league, honestly, uh, without even exaggerating. And the injury has seen them suffer, uh, suffer adversely. So I think him coming back would be a huge bonus for them. And I think Aston Villa are going to stay up. I think Bournemouth are going to go down. I think Nathan Ake is finally going to come back to uh, to the place where he <laughs> graduated from, to Cobham. And um, the third team, I'm going to have to go with Brighton. I mean, I know they sit two points clear of the relegation zone. But you look at the fixtures and it's just that, uh, the fixtures that they have. And uh, if they don't manage to break down the sides like Newcastle and uh, I think Burnley, uh, uh, they, they face Burnley as well. So if they don't manage to break such sides down, then they could uh, they could be heading back to the championship. So anyway, that brings us to the end of this episode. Uh, if you've enjoyed it, uh, don't forget to leave a like and interact with us on Twitter uh, and on Instagram as well. So yeah, thanks for coming on, George and uh, Srinidhi. And hopefully we can get more of these in the future. Don't worry, mate. No worries. Cheers. Yeah, see you, mate. Until then, guys, uh, who is listening to this, stay home and stay safe.